seems like every country has one or a few really iconic singers. Those who appear to have been around forever but still somehow never grow old have a seemingly endless catalogue of hits and are loved by the entire population. Here in Sweden we have legendary artists such as Lillebabs and Siv Malmqvist who both should be familiar to all who know their Eurovision history. And in Denmark that person more than any other is Bjertikia. Despite her being the true queen of Danish schlager music, it would last until 1989 that we finally got to see her on a Eurovision stage. What took her so long? That and many other questions I hope to get answered today when I have the honor and privilege of speaking to her in Eurovision Legends. Sadly, Berta and I misunderstood each other on how we should conduct the interview, so Berta's sound quality is far from optimal. But I'm your replacement conductor, Emil Lofström. Let the show begin. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Beate Kia. Thank you so much. How are you today? I'm very fine, thank you. To get in a good mood and warm up, I thought we could start off with some quick questions. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Best song from Denmark in Eurovision. Oh, 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 um... With um, Fly on the Wings of Love. I think that's the greatest hit. Worst song from Denmark in Eurovision. <laughs> uh, I think that was a rap a uh, long, long time ago. Um, I think it was Kyle Kai. Yeah, hello, Kai. Can I talk with you? Yes, stemmen in my life. I totally agree. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who should have won Eurovision but didn't? Uh, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Who should not have won Eurovision but did? Oh, I forgot. Uh, then it's uh, a song I forgot totally. Um, so I think that sometimes there have been songs that we didn't hear from the night they won until next year. Yeah. Therefore, I can't uh, give you the title. Who do you want to see participate for Denmark next year in Eurovision? Oh, who I want to see? Um, well, for me, it's uh, uh, more the song than the, the the name of the the singer. I think that we we should uh, take care that we don't uh, forget it's a song contest. So it's a, it's the best song, but of course uh, presented in the best way. Favorite country in Eurovision besides Denmark? Well, uh, <laughs> should I say Sweden? Um, <laughs> well, well, you did well for many many years, and and you, we have the same pop culture. So I I, I will say Sweden. Last question. One word about Tommy Sebach. Oh, 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 that was a, 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 a 
big composer and uh, songwriter and uh, we loved him and it was so sad that it ended uh, like the last time he participated he got a very bad uh, reputation of the song because we didn't uh, do well in the uh, Eurovision Song Contest but after that it became a great hit and now everybody can hear it was a very very good song he made and we feel so sorry for him that that uh, it should uh, turn out the way it did yeah i totally agree Undstjärnen på himlen was a fantastic song actually my favorite from denmark yeah Well, you survived the first part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Berta, what is your first memory of the Eurovision Song Contest? Well, I think um, it was uh, from '57. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very old. We just got a television uh, when I was a kid, and um, and I saw Berta Wilke and Gustav Winkler uh, sing "Skibet Skasili Net." Um, and with a long kiss uh, in the end of the song. And uh, I remember that very well because we loved Pierre Bilge and Gustav Winkler very much. Jag tillstår mitt hjärte, ger liksom ett stick, imens jag kysser dig nu. Jag älskar dig du, men skibet ska sejla i natt. Men skibet ska sejla i natt. Do you remember when you f- were asked to compete yourself the first time? Oh yeah, it was in uh, eighty because um, Mabel had won in in seventy eight.
The song Duye was the first time you were offered a song for the Melody yes. Company. Okay. Yes. You ended up in a second place. Yeah. Only seven points behind Bamses Werner. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 that was the history. <laughs> I, and I think it was just fair that it won. We, we had a um, totally new system uh, for, for um, uh, points system uh, that year because... Um, Uh, straight after we have sung the song, then uh, we got our points, and so you could uh, immediately see that you didn't uh, you didn't get the most free because Bamsa got the most, and we didn't. So it was uh, there was no exciting about the, the voting because we got our points right after we have sung the song, and and that was well. <laughs> <laughs> We, we saw immediately that, that the Bamsa was going to win, but yeah. it was a good song, Bamsa, and we still sing it in Denmark uh, very much here. And when I go out sing at the big festivals, I have a medley of uh, the 10 uh, years from 80 to 90, where I sing a little bit of uh, every winner in Denmark. And I start with that song, and uh, the audience uh, at the festivals, they just go ahead, sing along all ten songs. Not one is forgotten. Six years later, in 1986, you were back in the pre-selection with the song Ville du May. Yeah, it was uh, a composer called Pierre Milstrup, uh, and he asked me to sing uh, his song, and uh, I immediately liked it. Um, the singback was different than the other years, because we changed now in the song contest from uh, live music to uh, music that was uh, recorded uh, before. Uh, so that was a quite different sound, and I felt more modern <laughs> when I sang that song. And uh, it was very good. I was um, well. I, I hoped to win with it because I thought it was very, um, very good. But um, unfortunately, we got number two. Yes, <laughs> again, <laughs> again, you were second. <laughs> yeah, close to. Lisa Havik from Norway won the pre-selection. Yes, she did. And she got to travel home to Norway to represent Denmark. Yeah. Uh, was it frustrating to end up second? Oh, oh. Um, yes, it was. 
was, of course, but uh, but uh, you still have to remember that number two is a very fine uh, place. Uh, number seven is is not so fun, um, but number two is 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 very good, uh, and it will always one one and two will always become a hit afterwards. Yeah, because uh, people will discuss where well, should it have been that song or should it have been the other song. So. Uh, I was uh, I was quite satisfied. The year after, in 1987, you took part again, and yes. uh, for the third time in a row, you came second. Yes, that was frustrating because uh, you know you say number two forever. That was what what people um, talked about. But I knew uh, uh, the day before. Um, That we would not win because uh, on that day we heard uh, the rehearsals with the songs. It was a secret at that time before the the big nights. But uh, at rehearsals, I heard Anne Herdolf sing a little melody, and and I could hear that was the winner. It was obvious. <laughs> In my opinion, Vaid Udepor is a better song, I would say. Uh, what song? Your song. Oh, yeah. you think so? Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, but, but, but thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which she did, and Trine Dürholm, um, Danse i Bådeskin, uh, she became number three, and that is a very big hit today also, so I thought maybe she should have been number two, <laughs> but, uh, but I was number two again. <laughs> In 1989, you took part in a Danish pre-selection with a song that was written by the masters Søren Bungard and Kjeldhaik. Tell me, was this the only song they presented to you? Yes, it was. Um, I just remember that uh, Søren, uh, he was uh, at, uh, at the studio every time I made records. And uh, he asked me, uh, he was my vocal uh, producer. Yeah. Also, and she asked me if I would like to sing a, a song contest a song um, he had wrote. This time uh, he would like uh, me to sing it if I would, and he uh, played it for me, and I could immediately hear, uh, hear that it was um, a hit. Yeah, and I said, hey, yes, you, <laughs> and then uh, well, well, we made it. 
Were you the only artist considered for the song? Yeah, I think so. I'm quite sure. Because Sir wanted me. You finally won the Melody Grand Prix and traveled mm. to Lausanne in Switzerland. Yeah. What are your memories from the host city? Oh, it was a beautiful city. Um, and we had such a good time and and good days uh, there. And everything was happening. And, but I, I think, um, first of all, I was so proud that finally I was going to represent my country. And and I, I felt that I had five million peoples behind me uh, and I should do well yeah. uh, for them. And also, um, uh, I wanted to do uh, a different show than in Denmark for my people. So they uh, did not have the same experience, but uh, got a new one. But you asked me about the city. Um, I think it was a very beautiful city, and we also got around. And and uh, one of our uh, producers from Denmark, uh, who was uh, with us on the tour, he um, he has his mother living there. So he took us on on tours also out to, to his uh, mother. Uh, so so I think there was a lot of uh, impressions on that tour, plus the big nerves about that what what was uh, expecting us um, uh, some days ahead and uh, we i think everything is afraid to get a bad road uh, before that big day did you meet uh, Celine Dion no uh, but after the, the after party um, she was singing yeah but i hardly knew her i i knew she'd won the, the song contest but uh, besides that I, i hardly knew her but she was singing fantastic but we didn't meet her no did anything special happen behind the scenes that you can share with us Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, when you can't, uh, uh, when you slide away, is that slippery? Yes. Um, and and we were very afraid that we would fall on it, so we had uh, something uh, we put on, under the shoes so we could stand uh, more uh, more safe. Um, but in the middle of the song, we had made the gim- gimmick uh, to call our conductor to the stage. Henry Kroskar. Um, so he joined the core and the, the dancing we did. And uh, I remember when he jumped from the, the uh, conductor podium to the stage, he almost uh, slipped. Um, so we were very afraid that we would fall on that floor. That I remember. <laughs> uh, but uh, he made it, so he, nobody knows, noticed. Were everyone nice to you? Yes, there were. We, we were a crowd, uh, and you don't mix so much. We didn't, I think, uh, because we were a group of 
I think 15 people or something. Uh, so we we just had a great time and and then um, talked with with the others uh, in between, but we didn't. Uh, participate much with with others in the spare time you mentioned here before the funny gimmick with the conductor uh, yeah. whose idea was it to involve him well i think uh, we discussed it uh, from home what we could do different and we thought that it would be funny to take the composer Sean bungo and the, the lyric uh, writer uh, Kill hike and then make them the the choir. Yeah. Um. So they were on stage also, and somehow that uh, came up that if Henrik could leave the band and join, uh, so we also had the conductor. That would be a, a funny gimmick. So, but we didn't know if it uh, would be possible. We we found out when we came to Switzerland. But you mean the organizer and the EBU was never against it? I don't know. I I I, uh, I think that must have been um, between the the Danish television and and uh, and uh, the European. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was not involved in that. Do you remember who you thought was your biggest competitor in Lausanne? Of course, um, Yugoslavia. We could hear that it was a, a song, something like ours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, with if it's a slow song, well, you can't, you can never know uh, who's going to win. If it's a slow or quick song this year, it's it's not um, predictable. Uh, but uh, but uh, I think Yugoslavian was more or less like ours. Yeah, it had a typical Scandinavian dance band over Yeah, yeah. Yes, and they won their first and only victory. You came third with 111 points and yeah. beat Sweden and Tommy Nilsson with a single point. Yeah, and that was a good song. He was a good-looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an evergreen in Sweden now. Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Were you surprised by the winner? Uh, I, I had it in a funny way that night because... Um, First of all, we were underestimated from home. Uh, people, uh, no, not people, but the newspapers said we would come in as number 18 or something. But then um, we came number three. Uh, but, but we got good results. But but uh, during, uh, during the voting, we suddenly was number one. And um, I remember I was thinking... Oh no, oh no, I can't handle if we win. <laughs> that was too much. Um, but um, it was unbelievable that we could end up like that. And and then we came as number three. So I was 
at the moment satisfied with that we didn't win because I I, I couldn't um, cope with that at the moment. But afterwards, when I went to bed at, at, in the morning and the day after, I said I thought, oh, why didn't we win? That would, we were so close. <laughs> uh, so, so of course I would have. Wanted to win, but uh, it was beyond my imagination that we could win. Did you have any favorite among the other songs? Uh, maybe it was your song. Um, I, that was the one I remember the most. I, I mean, the, the English song that came in as number two. I was surprised. I didn't uh, pay attention to that song at all. Whenever I was lost. You, you don't remember Turkey? No. The hysterical song Bana Bana. Sing it for me. No, I can't sing Bete. <laughs> <laughs> It was a hysterical song with uh, two girls and two guys and a funny conductor too. Remember, <laughs> you recorded a version of your song in English. Oh yes, I'm chasing butterflies. Yes, do you do you remember the chorus? <laughs> no, it's funny uh, because that uh, disappeared from me when I had uh, done it from the, in the studio. I think they used it only for a big LP. Uh, that when uh, I never got a copy of that. Oh. Uh, so I didn't know what w- was happening to that song, but because there was happening so much to the Danish version, um, and, and years after I thought, what ha- happened to that English version? So I um, I hardly know it, and I don't have it on a record. Well, I have it here in my computer. Uh huh. So I can send it to you afterwards. Yeah, that would be nice. But it's a funny uh, translation. Yeah, yeah, a strange. Translation, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who designed your outfit? Well, I had two outfits. Uh, the first one in the Danish uh, competition, uh, I had it made myself, not myself, I did made it, but I, I had it made yeah. by someone. Um, and uh, when I won, uh, the Danish television would get me a new dress, also red. And then uh, they um, contacted Ken Fredin, who is a Danish uh, very good designer, and he made the dress for uh, the Eurovision Song Contest. And they also own the dress today. And uh, last time I went to um, Danish radio um, studios, I passed the, the customs, and there it was in the window. <laughs> so they still uh, take care of the dress. It's it's uh, somehow got I- iconic that red dress and um, some years ago I think that was five years ago I participated in the intermission where we were Kirsten and Soren and uh, Soren Pappe the start billet at a bomitbor and we three of us we uh, sang a little bit of our winner 
song. And that uh, on that night, I made, I have made, uh, yeah, I have made a copy of that dress because it was too small for me now. <laughs> so, um, so I had uh, made a new one myself to to have on that night. The year after you were the host for the national final Melody Grand Prix, and didn't you and your co-host try to break the record of kissing on stage? <laughs> well, yes, uh, three times, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was uh, host, and then uh, the guy the, that I was hosted with, there was three different guys, and uh, every time uh, we tried to... to <laughs> to break the record but uh, it seems like very long time uh, the kiss but it's not that that long it's only 11 seconds yeah <laughs> so but but we remember it as as much longer uh, but uh, that's fun Uh, uh, <laughs> in 1991 you took part again in the pre-selection even though I know you had said in many interviews before that you would never compete no. again after your victory with Vimale Bynrö yeah. how come you changed your mind? well um, I, after uh, I had won I, I got so many offers, and and one of the offers was from a classical mu musician, Kim Sjögren. He was uh, uh, the first, uh, what do you call it, oh, player in the the Royal um, Orchestra, um, and he uh, he he wanted to do something different. He was too young to sit there uh, in the, the orchestra and wait for the pension. So he, he would like to make some music with jazz and with a pop singer and, and so on. And the pop singer was me. So we had made a, a record together with a classical uh, guitar player, Lars Hannibal. And with three of us, we made a CD called In Our Way, where we only, I only sang to violin and uh, guitar. And um, when when Kim, the violin player, came to and said he would like to make a, a song for the song contest, if I would sing it, and I said no, I will not sing it, but I will help you uh, to sing it when you have to uh, send it to the Danish, uh, to the election, yeah, uh, to see if if he was selected. Um, but if you if you are selected, uh, you must find another singer. And then his song was selected for the, the song contest. And then he said, oh, wouldn't you sing it? And I said, no. <laughs> um, and then I thought about it and I said, oh, that would mean so much uh, to him, he said. And then I said, okay, if you will participate with me, you will stand on stage with me and play your violin. Uh, then I will sing it, then we make a duo, and so it, it was. And we came in as number, not number two, but number three. Exactly. So that's why I, I did it again. I mean, I, I had done so well in the 80s and I have ended up 
with uh, hosting. So I thought that was that was the end of it. Well, I couldn't say no to Kim Schögrein. I remember with my with my chat with uh, Kirsten Seegard that she told me that she was offered the song Ligdevo Jätteslå. Uh-huh. She was she was asked to perform it first. Oh. Yeah. So the song was written for her. And then it was uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Anders Fransen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. This was the last time you took part in the Melody Grand Prix. Yes. How many songs have you turned down since? Well, to be honest, I don't think I turned any uh, songs down. I maybe it's because I said now it's the end, uh, now it's the last time. Uh, I don't know, but I I don't recall that I I turned some songs down. I think mostly the composers uh, like to sing the the songs themselves or younger people than me. I mean, uh, the oldest. Uh, Uh, singers we have had was the Olsen brothers but and they made the song themselves uh, otherwise I think uh, it's it's more a young show now so uh, Curly Kai didn't call you and said please can you sing Stemini Mili <laughs> no no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> you are one of the most beloved artists in Denmark and have an impressive repertoire with great songs. And I also know that you have covered many songs from Eurovision and its pre-selections. Yeah. Uh, I will play Till Alle Year, En yeah. En Gang Till, yeah. Wofer Er Kjellikin Rø, yeah. Up i Skierne, yeah. 100%, yeah. Danse og Singe, Oh, that is that. A, no, yeah, it's also a, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Spain, 1969, the winning song, yeah. "Viva Cantando." Aye. Hold. Yeah. Hold on, my with Johnny Logan and Fuglen yeah. Obanet. Yes. Det är 
impressive row of Danish versions of Eurovision and Melody Festival and songs. Do you love Schlager and Eurovision as much as the Eurovision and Schlager audience loves you? <laughs> oh, I don't know how much they love me now, <laughs> uh, but everything is in the past. Uh, I, I mean, um, I belong to the past uh, in, in a song contest, also uh, on what my taste is now. Uh, but I still love to to, to watch it. But I think it's more difficult to sing the songs that uh, we hear nowadays. Um, it was easier before, I think. Uh, it was easier to sing along with the songs. Yeah. Uh, today it, it changed into a big show. And I think it's a great show. I, I love to see it. I don't miss it one year. Uh, But uh, but then uh, I don't uh, uh, take the songs now and translate it to Danish and and record them again. What are you doing today in your life? Well, uh, I'm uh, I have a big band uh, called Feel Good Band, and um, in the summertime we um, travel to all the big festivals. Uh, we are uh, I, uh, it's a, uh, there are nine in my band, and uh, we we uh, sing along with the the audience at the festivals because that is nostalgia I mean I mean that's I have a lot from the 70s the Knallrøde Gummibåd as you also know from Vengemyr jeg har en Knallrøde Gummibåd in in Deutsch and it's the same in Danish I I think it's an, it's still a hit and songs like that I have I have from the 70s that people like very much and they sing a lot plus we we mail up in oil so we have uh, a lot of, of festivals uh, uh, concerts and um, but this summer it was cancelled because of the uh, corona but beside that I'm now at the moment I'm on a tour uh, to the Danish churches with only two musicians I have uh, uh, Christmas concerts So I'm uh, still uh, working a lot, and I joined it. I enjoyed very much, and also making records. I love that you are still going strong. Yeah, thank you. I do. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for this nice talk, Berta. Oh, you're welcome. It was nice to talk to you and uh, to talk about uh, memories. <laughs> what what I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very good memory. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice Christmas. Yeah, you too. And a happy new year. <laughs> Thank you. See you too. Yeah. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Nobody's happy forever. But smiling.